DDCO at the plate, he's over for 2 today. Swakowski, the big right hander, lets it go. It's right down Broadway. DDCO lets it fly, and it's. Oh, it's raining now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Rain Delay Theater, the show where two bums talk about other bums at baseball games. It's opening day. I'm Jeremy Dionisio. And I'm Jack Swakowski. Yep, Jack. It's uh, episode number 113. It's April 1st. It's opening day 2021. Uh, the beginning of a full 162 game season, I, I hope, I think. I, I don't see what could stop it. Um, and uh, yeah, <laughs> we're, uh, we're here, Jack. And see, yeah, it's the beginning of Jack's 35th year on Earth, everybody. That, that is true. Happy birthday, Jack. In thank all you. of our prep here, I haven't gotten a chance to wish you a happy birthday. So happy birthday. <laughs> well, thank you, Jeremy. Um, uh, yeah, so before we get down to business, Jeremy went to Cubs opening day. He was one of the 10,343 lucky fans to attend uh, uh, the the game today. Uh, and that's, that's 10,000 people who are probably currently trying to thaw out. Uh, Jeremy himself included. Yep. It's about 35 degrees right now in Chicago. Uh, but we're going to hear all about what that's like in a second. First, we have our 2013 MLB debuts. We do. Jack, you want to go first? Yeah, I do. So yeah. uh, so my guy, I have nothing to say about him other than the fact that I think his name is funny. Uh, <laughs> it's Joey Turdoslovich. Jack, I was almost going to pick him. Oh, my God. Okay, so, yeah. Uh, so, folks, let me – somehow I lost this baseball reference uh, up here, so I'm going <laughs> to grab it in a second. Here we go. Jo- okay, so Joey Turdoslovich, um, his name, his last name is spelled T-E-R-D-O-S-L-Slavich. So, okay, <laughs> the first four letters in the guy's name are turd. <laughs> I mean, yes. so I the I saw when I was going through the 2013 MLB debuts on Baseball Reference, I saw Vidal Nuno, who is oddly listed <laughs> as Vidal Nuno the third, and uh-huh. I I was just gonna say to you, <laughs> yeah, Vidal Nuno the third, but like I don't even have to do that for Joey Turdoslovich, like it's just the joke is already there. Um, yes, it's amazing, and like I like how they like on Baseball Reference, it gives you the pronunciation of the name. Yeah, the phonetic you know, pronunciation. Yeah, he definitely he, he pronounces it Turdoslavich. Yeah, but it's probably Turdoslavich. Well, yeah, Jack. I mean, so I remember when he was kind of coming up through the ranks. Um, I actually had to double check to see if he was at the at the fall league when I was there. <laughs> um, but uh, for some reason, I have. I, for some reason, I th- I thought he was or something. I maybe I was just following him as a as a rookie or something. But like, um, yes, I mean, it, you know, we're we're both lucky, Jack, in, in the sense that like we don't have to like, you know, really kind of like like live and die on the way people pronounce. It. Even though we have tricky last names, I would say respectively, mm-hmm. um, it's not like that bad. It's like the worst anyone ever called me was like. Dianagio or or dinos like even dino some sort of dinosaur or like kind of root <laughs> word uh but it's not turd you know or shit or whatever um so 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 that's not bad but it's like I feel I feel for the guy a little bit because he's got to go his whole life making sure that people don't say Turdoslavich and uh he's like hey it's Turdoslavich it's Turdoslavich you know and so like um that would just be like, like you know, tiring at some point in life. 
Yeah. Um. I. I. And you know, his. Uh, if he had a Players Weekend jersey, his. It, his name. It should be Turd Sandwich. Because um, if you. If you. It's one of those things where if you just look at that name out of like your peripheral vision or out of the corner of your eye, that's what. It, that's what it looks like, and you have to look at it. Uh, a little bit. Little bit harder. Um, Joey Terdoslovich, the player. There's not much to say about him. No. Uh, he played parts of three seasons. Uh, and was just kind of a, a bum who's already been forgotten. He hit a career. Um, oh, he played for the Braves. His hat is with the Pirates, but he played for the Braves. Uh, um, yeah, and his, uh, his profile picture, he had just a 221 career hitter in 92 games, just 162 at-bats, so he was probably mostly used as a pinch hitter. Um, and now he has been forgotten, uh, except, except, for, uh, except for that legendary name, Joey Terdoslovich. Yeah, for sure. This is interesting. He's the nephew of Mike Greenwell. That's that's probably the most yeah. notable thing about him, I would I say. I was going to say, and then I was looking up uh, uh, Mike Greenwell. Um, yeah. yeah, he had some pretty good... I think we've talked about Mike Greenwell a little bit on this podcast, but he, uh, yeah, he had some good years... For the for the Boston Red Sox in the late '80s, he was like he was like second in MVP voting in 1988. I think well, they were. I remember like when um, like the when the steroids thing was really blowing up. I I don't know if like this was serious or unjust or what, but like you know maybe it was when um, like Braun won the MVP and they were like he should be stripped of the MVP and like uh, Matt Kemp should get it or something mm-hmm. uh, because he finished Mike Greenwell finished behind Jose Canseco and people were saying like you know. Then you know Mike Greenwell should retroactively be named the 1988 American <laughs> League MVP, which would just be crazy. Um, but uh, but yeah 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 I remember his cards um, and um, you know uh, was a pretty good guy for for a couple of years there. He was was 18 intentional walks in 1988. Very impressive. Wow. Um, Jeremy, who do you have for 2013? Well, Jack, I have uh, QG Fujikawa. Okay, yeah, another another name from the past. So Jeremy and I were commenting that this 2013 class is kind of weird. There's a few few mainstays like guys like Christian Yelich uh, is on there, uh, Marcelo Zuna, mm-hmm. etc. But yeah, we uh, we we'd some real deep cuts here. So Jeremy, tell us about about uh, about your guy. Yeah, Kuji Fuji, Fuji, Fujikawa. Um, you know, so he was signed by the Cubs like uh, in 2013. Uh, out of Japan, um, he was uh, pretty old at that point. I think um, he was 32 years old at that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, like, I think uh, it was supposed to be like a big signing, pitching signing from Japan. Uh, debuted. I, I the, one of the reasons why he, he kind of why I picked him was um, I think he got into opening day at, at Wrigley Field uh, that year. It wasn't it wasn't the home opener. It was the home opener, not the, like, overall opening day. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I saw a very early QG Fujikawa uh, appearance um, at, a, like, maybe the first game of the year or the first home game or something. Jeremy, um, did we did we go to opening day 2013 together? Was that the year? Was, was that, that the year, year they played the Brewers? Yes. I think April he, – he played it April 9th, 2013 – uh, let me check to see what uh, game on the season that was. Um, yeah, for the Cubs, but uh, yeah, because we I, we went to one opening day. Uh, since we're talking about opening day, I, we we may have mentioned this on the pod before, but we did go to one opening day together. I think that was when Jim Henderson was the closer for the Brewers because I think he closed that game out. Okay. Um. So yeah, and I remember it being cold, pretty pretty damn cold that day, and Martin Maldonado started at first base for the Brewers on opening day. So that's that's where they were at at that point. 
Um, okay, Jack. Well, yes, uh, we went, that was, uh, April 8th. Um, and, uh, I think we went to the game. Did we go to the game on April 9th too? Did we go? We went to two straight, we went to two straight games. I remember that game and April 9th was freezing. Yes. Uh, yes. And that is the game that Fujikawa pitched and he got the save actually. Oh, Jesus Christ. Who won that game? Um, Oh, the Cubs, the Cubs obviously won any homers in that game. Uh, let's see. Who do we got? Um, no homers. No. Yeah. I remember it being so cold. It's probably impossible to hit Homer. Yeah. Um, good God. Brent Lillibridge started at second base for the Cubs that day. Jesus. I don't even, I don't even, I have no recollection of Brent Lillibridge. I believe he was gone by the third week of April. If I remember correctly. (laughs) Oh, I'm going to look this guy up now. This is insane. Do you remember him overall? Uh, no, no, I don't. He came up with the White Sox. Yeah, this was just a, a blind spot. Holy crap! He was on the Cubs though. Yeah, nine nine games, twenty four at bats for the Cubs. Wow, he uh, he he went a, a he went one for twenty four with the Cubs uh, that year. No one no wonder he was gone by well, uh, by the third week of April. Yeah, I'll 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 do you one better than that. Who the fuck is Alberto Gonzalez? Wh- who we, did he start for? He didn't. He appeared. He came in as a pinch runner. Um, Apparently, uh, Deonor Navarro pinch hit for Brent Lillibridge. I can't believe we're recounting uh, the second game of home game of 2013 of the Cubs. But um, Deonor Navarro came in a pinch hit for Lillibridge. Deonor Navarro had a good year that year, actually, a sneaky good year. Uh, but he walked, and then Alberto Gonzalez came in to pinch hit or pinch run, and he scored a run, and then he went to second base, I guess, to close the game. Uh, man. I know a lot of Cubs guys, but I do not remember Alberto Gonzalez. <laughs> that also means that he was probably... What is this, man? Did this guy change his name or something? Who the fuck is this guy? And that means that he was probably on the opening day roster for the Cubs? Like, I'm what's looking go- up Alberto Gonzalez right now. It's like in 20, 2007 to 2013. Um... Yeah, he played 114 games with the Washington Nationals. He, yeah, I guess he was on the he was on the Cubs for 11 games in 2013. Who the, who the fuck is this guy, man? Like, um, I'm, yeah. I mean, this is not a, a road I wanted to go, go down. <laughs> but yeah, he he was on opening day. He was on the opening day roster for the 2013. That would be, man. You know, if you were in a trivia contest and you, you if if you were running a, a sports trivia contest and you wanted to not give away you know, grand prize money, just ask him to name like, you know, the 2013 Cubs opening day roster. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. I mean, come on, Albert. This is man. You know, this is bad. That's bad. That's just bad. Jesus. <laughs> um, well, yeah. So anyway, uh, so whatever. So Fujikawa, uh, we went, we made like five, like right turns, I think, um, <laughs> from that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's not much to say. He was not good. Um, he, uh, I actually even veered off of his uh, baseball reference page too. But um, basically, they signed him. He was not good at the beginning of the year. Hurt himself. Never appeared. Uh, like he like I think he like he missed like a month. Then he came back uh, for a handful of games and um, uh, like blew out his elbow. And then um, didn't uh, pitch the rest of that year. Came back in 2014 in. August, uh, he, he, um, he got to, he had Tommy John surgery. So, um, so he blew out his elbow in 2013, came back in 2014, made 15 appearances for the Cubs. And then they, they declined his option and he was gone. He went back to Japan. So, uh, just a net, you know, 
a negative uh you know career in the majors for Fujikawa. He he actually went to the Rangers the next year. Uh but I believe I have a I think they even made like a Fujikawa bobblehead that I have somewhere in a box. Um but uh but yeah, so just a a, a little blip there uh, of a career uh for Fujikawa with the Cubs and uh not good. Yeah, there you go. I was wondering I was kicking myself for never having heard of this guy, but who was the who was the other um Japanese pitcher they had in like 2013 and 2014? It was uh uh they the had um who am I thinking of? Tiyoshi Wada. Yeah, I think. Or Su Yoshi Wada. Yeah, right, right, right. Okay. Um, there you go. Yeah, I also think they had a Korean pitcher too, um, that also didn't do much. But yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was kicking myself for never having heard of Fujikawa. But you know, the guy, the guy only pitched twenty six and two thirds innings in the major leagues, so I well, guess that's not too terrible of a blind spot. Well, we sat next to each other, Jack, and watched his second career save. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that, not not one of our more memorable moments uh, in our friendship, I guess. But just to say the least. Um, yeah. uh, awesome. Well, yeah, those ended up being some uh, some good 2013 guys there. We only have a few more of these left with the uh, the debuts, yeah. so we'll have yeah. to we'll have to make them count. Um, yeah. So, Jeremy, kind of good, before we get into the um, uh, the opening day stuff. The Cubs' public address announcer job opened up on March 22nd. Uh, I did not hear about it until March 25th, at which point I figured they would have already had, you know, by the time I would have actually gotten a, a tape together that I could have been proud of, I'm sure they already had thousands of applicants. Maybe not. Maybe there's only like five guys who actually applied for the job. I don't know. Maybe everybody had that mentality. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, it's, I saw it. I figured it was too late to apply, so I was just like, eh, I'm not going to do it. Uh, what are your thoughts, Jeremy? You heard the guy today. Oh, you, you, he was an old guy, right? He was, he was yeah. the guy before the guy that had been there. Yeah, I mean, okay, so a couple things. Like, do you remember when, when the, the previous guy got hired, Jack? Uh, Were you in Chicago? Again, I heard about it too late, but he got hired. It was a similar thing, right? They just posted it and had people send in audition tapes. There was a, like a, a, like a nationwide search, basically, and like okay. people had to like submit uh, a tape through YouTube. And they picked this guy. Um, so, like, people uh, that I knew tangentially, like, uh, were, like, submitting tapes and stuff. Like, like post like if you go to YouTube right now and you post, like, my Cubs, Cubs announcer audition or PA audition, yeah. like, you can find, like, tapes of people from, like, whatever year it was, like, doing their, their demo tape or whatever. Um, so they found, like, I think his name was, like, Andrew Bellison, right? Um, and I don't know why he left, but they, yeah, they did announce that a couple weeks ago. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think I was just, um, uh, just preoccupied with other things here, uh, moving apartments and stuff. So I, I didn't really, it didn't really hit my, uh, radar Jack. I, yeah, I probably should have forwarded it to you. I did forward you, uh, earlier, uh, a couple weeks, like a month ago or so that, uh, the South Bend Cubs were looking for national anthem singers. <laughs> so I forwarded that one to you, Jack, but, uh, I bet you probably would have rather I forwarded the Cubs PA. Announcer, uh, job well, to Jeremy, you. yeah, I, I think, uh, I, I'll say, I think I may have a more realistic chance of being the national anthem singer for the, uh, you know, the South Bend Cubs. I'll say this, Jeremy, do you remember that Beloit snappers game we went to, uh, the the lady, the lady who sang the national anthem, bless her heart. She, I'm sure oh. she was a very, very nice lady, but that was not good. 
Oh um, God, I do remember that. I yeah, think the so voice cracked. I think I captured that on Instagram actually. <laughs> so I think I could. I maybe I'd be at Beloit Snappers level, which is I think what I told you. But uh, even yeah. South South Bend Cubs might be a little out of my league. <laughs> I would do this. I would do the Snappers though, dude. I would absolutely do that with no shame, and I, I bet I, I could get it too. Yeah, well, I mean, compared to that lady, I think I could do uh, the Beloit <laughs> Snappers. Um, so. So yeah, I don't. I, yeah, that was a, that's a blast from the past. Uh, go back to you know 2018 to listen to that recap uh, episode. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. But Jeremy, I wonder though. I wonder what happened to the guy, the guy that was doing it. I, he had probably been there since 2014 at least. He'd been doing it a long time. Yeah, I don't really know um, what uh, what why he quit or like why he's not there anymore. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I wonder how great of a gig it even is because it, it is only right. eighty one. It is only eighty one games. Um, you have to be there for absolutely every game. So I, I don't know if it's a job that pays well enough that you could, uh, you know, you could do it without really working any other jobs during that. You know, during the six months that an MLB season is happening, or like you would need a job that's super flexible and cool with you being the Cubs public address announcer, which I mean, that's a pretty cool gig. So there's, there's a lot of jobs that would probably give you some flexibility there. But um, I mean, like, I have no idea how much a public address announcer would even make. Is it two, $300 a game? Yeah. We've talked about the, the people at the White Sox games who are like the MCs and how that probably isn't that great of a job. Those people can't be getting any more than a hundred, maybe $200 a game for like the dude who's like the star and does all the mic work. Um, yep. Or that guy at the Windy City Bulls, like who was a cheerleader at like the White Sox games, but he was like he was like the main MC at the Windy City Bulls game. I mean, he can't be getting paid that much for those games. No, yeah, I don't think so. I I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast before, Jack, but I um I interviewed years ago to be like a video assistant for the Cubs, like for their like their scouting. You actually inter- you actually interviewed for it? Um. Did I formally interview? I can't remember if I did. Honestly, this is kind of sad, but I I went in for um interviews. I think I I think I applied for Actually, I honestly I don't fucking remember, which is f- sad. Uh but <laughs> I I went in and I interviewed with uh the video guy. Um I did like an int- informational interview and then um I I know I formally applied and I don't remember if I did the interview or not. Like um Maybe did you I go to like did you go to Wrigley Field to, yes. to do the wow yeah yeah I went in like so I just emailed this guy um his name was Nao Masamoto um and uh, I don't know I don't think he's still with the Cubs but he he was with them for a while um but I just like cold emailed him uh and like asked him for like an informational interview and uh, he he said sure and uh, like I just came to the stadium one day and like checked in with security and then he came and got me and we he brought me to the video room which was like in the the bowels of Wrigley field. And so like, I got to like sit in there and like talk to him and interview for the, or like, you know, just talk about the job and stuff. Um, yeah. So, uh, but he told, he told me what that job paid uh, if I would would have gotten hired. And it was like, you know, it was, you couldn't live off of it. It was like, I would have made like, I think like $9,000 for the season. I mean, and you you figure you you probably had to do what, I'm assuming this job was uh, sort of a game day operations type of thing. Like you would be handling video uh, for, for what, what was the job that, that it, you were talking about? It was about? basically like they get data. Um, they get like pitch data, uh-huh. uh, like just like numbers. And then I was to like sync up that like data with like video from the game basically. So they could watch video and then look at the data like in sync. 
Yeah. Um, so that's kind of a lot of work. It's kind of tedious, like long work. And uh, I would be working during games, I believe. And like maybe a little bit before and after um, he did say like, I would be able to go on like one road trip with the team mm-hmm. if I would have got picked um, and uh, all this stuff. Uh, but it was like, I was like, you know, I would have, you know, killed anyone to, to get that job, but uh, I would have had to figure out a way to live because I wouldn't have been able to support myself on that money. Yeah, well, um, the question is now is is would you have just had to do the home games or would you also have had to like watch the road games on TV and do the same job that you I, you know? Yeah, I think I would I would have had to do all games. Yeah. Wow, yeah. holy shit, man! I mean, that's you know, a baseball season is six months uh, to make nine. You know, just just that amount of money for that amount of work that you would have to put in. I mean, it's pretty specialized work too. And then then the uh, the expectation would be that it, the work would be flawless. Yes, I'm sure yeah. because it's the Cubs. So, uh, wow, that's not really worth it. But, you know, the sad thing is, Jeremy, I'm sure there's plenty of people yeah. who are willing to do it to try to get their foot in the door. Yeah, that's why that's why they charge or that's why they pay that amount. Uh, yes. Because, yeah, they know Absolutely. someone will do it for that. Um, but, yeah, yeah, talk about flawless. You know, you can't be fucking around Brent Lillibridge uh, with, with, with the, uh, <laughs> the data, you know. He, he hey, man, maybe, maybe they got some you know, some shitty guy in there. And that's why they ended up signing guys like Brent Littlebridge, you know, <laughs> right. maybe that's why there was a job opening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They, they mixed him up with uh, someone who's actually good and worth paying money to. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so, uh, so there you go. Um, yeah. Well, Jack, I, you know, I don't know. It sounds like this guy, the guy, so the guy who was doing it is filling in only for April. He was Paul Friedman is his name. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he was the public address announcer there before this, that Andrew Bellison guy, um, and, uh, he said that according to his Twitter, he's only doing it for the month of April. So they might still be searching for someone, but, uh, yeah, I don't know, Jack, uh, you know, maybe you couldn't. Hey, be, maybe, yeah, maybe, you late. know what, maybe I'll, uh, I'll look at that job interview after we're done recording Jeremy for real. Yeah. And maybe I'll record something my own on GarageBand. That's no joke, folks. Um, I do <laughs> feel like my, with my voice though, I don't, cause the last guy they had, he was sort of the, when you think of the friendly confines, you think of a voice like that. You know, yeah. he was very friendly. He would, you know, he would talk in such a cadence that, uh, you know, was very welcoming. I don't know that I necessarily have the voice for that. I think maybe I could do White Sox games, you know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about. Yeah. What would be funny, Jeremy, is I was going to say, hey, maybe I miss, miss this one, but maybe Gene Honda will retire. But like Gene Honda, like they're going to fucking uh, they're going to have to take him out of guaranteed rate field in a box. You know, like yeah. he's never going to that guy is never going to retire. And what's funny is that when he does, when he is eventually finished, they'll probably do that thing that they do with cartoon characters when, like, the voice actor dies. They'll just find somebody else who can do, like, a Gene Honda impression. Yeah, for sure. So maybe it'll be you, Jeremy. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Gordon Beckham. (laughs) It is is fun to do. Um, It is. Yeah. It's a good Um, Well, so, uh, so, yeah, Jack, so, um... So I um, am uh, fresh, just mere hours off of, uh, and I say mere hours because the fucking game took for fucking ever. Uh, yeah, but how long? How long was was it, Jeremy? It was I, like, I was, so I was at work, and it, it. I think it was still going when I was finished with work at like yeah. five thirty. I mean, I think it was like four, like uh, like four and a half hours, maybe. Um, oh let man, me, I'm trying to pull it up now here uh, to get the box score, but like. So much for uh, so much for taking the uh, the game times like down with all yeah. of the stuff that they're trying to do. 
Yeah, for sure. I, I, it's like, hey, the game's the temperature is under 40 degrees. Let's make it four and a half hours. <laughs> it says it was four hours on the nose. It, it felt longer than that. It was um, it was like three hours long. It was like an hour and 15 minutes into like the top of the third inning or something. Yeah, um, I, I noticed that the, the top inning. of the game seemed really slow um, yeah. when I was following it Ugh. on my phone. Um, Jeremy, not to sound like, uh, too much like Tony Danza, but what are you going to wear? Like, what did you wear to the game? It was, it was, it was freezing outside. Did Tony Danza say that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, uh, it was uh, the Tony Danza show, very short, uh, very short lived show. He had a guest on the show and he goes, uh, all right. So, uh, you know, you're a good looking guy. You're famous. People know who you are. You go out on a Saturday night. What are you going to wear? So... <laughs> There you go. I can um, see why it was canceled. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, yeah, I so I wore, um, uh, I just wore like several layers. Um, tea, I wore like a baseball tee, uh, a flannel, uh, a hoodie. I got this nice winter jacket. Uh, I wore a scarf. I wore like a gaiter. I had a mask, had two hoods. Um, uh, baseball cap. I did bring a, like a, a winter hat just in case, but didn't end up using it. But uh, the the big uh, safety like net that I brought, Jack, was uh, a blanket. Nice. Um, yeah, first time I've ever brought uh, bought, brought a blanket to the stadium, and um, I don't know if I would have made it without that blanket. Really, I was gonna ask Jeremy, even with all those clo- like that those layers on, were you still cold? Yeah, uh yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean I was only wearing jeans and like mm-hmm. only one pair of socks and just shoes, uh just like some like ASICs uh shoes or whatever. So like they I I probably could have maybe wore another pair of socks because my feet were damn cold as well. Um but uh but yeah uh that the 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 blanket made a big difference in like I might be I might be a blanket guy now like I might like be a guy who brings a blanket to the stadium it's not it's not where I want to be in my life well but, you uh, are you are turning forty now Jeremy this I, year so. yeah exactly I was like I was like man if only I could have made it to, <laughs> to forty before I brought my first blanket into the stadium but um so yeah so there so that's that um and uh, I also brought some uh, hand hand warmers too um uh-huh. those i have had before and um uh yeah that that also helped pretty well i had an i had one i had two i used one in the fourth in the in the ninth i i decided to to, to activate the other one just because i i had it and uh you know um just to get me through the end of the game but uh but yeah the, it was definitely cold um that was rough um but you know it was a it was a small price to pay uh, for being at a live baseball game uh, after so many uh, days, so many uh, months, and uh, they think they said like it was five hundred something days since the last you know game with fans or something at Wrigley. That's that's crazy. That's crazy to think about. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so so yeah, I mean like the experience was uh, was weird. Um, you know, uh, they're saying like you know thanks for joining us on this historic opening day, and uh, yeah, I think. Um, it was weird. Uh, obviously, uh, Cubs lost. That was not cool. Um, and it was kind of like looking bad from the beginning, just with Hendricks like walking the first guy, and then Cabrian Hayes took him deep, uh, the second batter of the game. So that that wasn't good. But Kyle Hendricks just didn't have control today. And I think it's honestly it's just too fucking cold for a game. Like it just shouldn't be that cold. Like they shouldn't be playing baseball in that kind of t- uh, weather. It's like the Cubs bats seemed like uninterested to play, but. 
um yeah so a lot of like weird a lot of interesting things about the the experience um first thing uh like going in um so some of the things they talked about they're like these are the procedures or whatever some of them were kind of like already in place in 2019 so like they had a uh, ticketless entry so i mm-hmm. you, so i was wondering what that meant like if it was anything different but no it was just you scan the ticket on your phone Yep. So that, that was the first thing. That was like not a big deal. They say they tell you like to enter through a certain gate. Um, I went ahead and entered through that gate. But like, you know, I think tickets have always said what gate you should enter in and it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what the deal like. I don't know if that was something like if you w- truly went in a different gate, if they would have said like, no, you have to go to this other one. I kind of don't think so. Um, so that was kind of its own thing. I don't know. But um, uh, so got through the gate like no real lines or anything it got through pretty easy it got there about like maybe 45 minutes before first pitch something like that mm-hmm. um and actually so so you know so this is rain delay theater uh, we talk about keeping score a lot right yeah and so um i'm gonna just gonna hit you with my video here really quick jack i meant to show okay. this to you beforehand yeah. but uh oh yeah so i got a scorecard cool um, that looks cool it's it looks cool but then when you open it there's like there's nothing there there's no oh. roster and it's oh, like oh shit man it's like that's a generic, fucking but that's bush league dude yeah it's a generic scorecard so okay so they did have a scorecard uh which was nice but it's a totally a generic scorecard there's no uh roster and they didn't even give like the the piece of paper uh, I actually meant to stop at the fan services desk to see if they had a roster to give me. So it's a cool looking scorecard, but it's it's completely generic. And I'm I'm hoping that they just did this for the first homestand, maybe. Um, even though they have like the normal scorecard for the regular homestand. So if this is what it's going to be for the whole season, um, the scorecard at Wrigley might be going the way of the hitting pitcher. Um, well. I don't know. Jeremy, I mean, I think that the reason that... So, first of all, I will say, and Jeremy, you should post this on the Instagram, um, this picture. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the the cover looks kind of cool because it's it's very minimalist. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, it almost looks like an old, like, you know, ticket or something from, like, the 1920s. Um, yeah. There's hardly any color on it. There's nothing specific. It just says Wrigley Field, Clark and Addison, Chicago, 2021. I, I, I like the, the minimalist uh, nature of it. There's nothing to it. But, um, you know, it, it's, it figures. It figures why they're doing that. Because you figure there were, what, 10,000 people there today? How yeah. many are going to buy scorecards? About 100. So yeah. it's probably not worth printing uh, these big, glossy, beautiful pictures and stuff. Or even, like, changing up the roster. Yeah. It, it's, not, it's just not worth the money for them to, to do that. Yeah, I imagine, I imagine most stadiums, like the White Sox, probably stopped stopped selling them because they didn't you know they just didn't sell enough of them period so that just it was just a waste of money for them to create any type of scorecard at at a stadium like wrigley i'd imagine they do sell a few more just because it is like a classic ballpark a classic experience um uh even just with the the minimal game day operations the cubs have they're more selling the experience of going to a baseball game than um you know than than whatever the, the White Sox are selling, but uh, <laughs> but the um, but yeah, so so Jeremy, I, I think maybe that's just a thing for 2021, just because the the attendance is going to be limited. But I, I would kind of expect that to just be be it for 2021. Yeah, that's that's a good point, Jack. You're right. Like I think like um, you know, for 10,000 people, and yeah, exactly. Like I don't know what you know how many they sell per game. 
Um, but um, yeah, I could see maybe them not making the effort for this year, or at least until like they can increase capacity or something. But mm-hmm. but but what, what we were saying about it, like nothing inside is like there's no rosters basically. Yes. Um, uh, it's it, it's hard to keep score without a without a roster in the in the uh, you know your scorecard. How else would you know that you that you saw Alberto Gonzalez or whatever <laughs> the fuck his name was? Um, but like yeah, I like uh, I know I'm gonna have to have to print out like a roster because I want to know like obviously there's guys who didn't. Although this game it seemed like everyone and his goddamn mother got into the game, but like uh, you know I want to know what guys were on the the team at the time, even though they didn't get into the game. So right. Um, I, I'm gonna have to print out some like rosters to 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 store with this scorecard, um, but that was the first thing. It was a dollar, um, which is cheaper than it was last year. Yeah, that's um, that's cool. That's old school that it's that cheap. Yes, but what was not old school is that Wrigley Field is is cashless uh, at least what? for right now. Um, wow. So I had to. Makes, I had to that makes sense though. Makes sense. Okay. Right. Yeah. 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 For sure. Um. Uh. So I had to pay a dollar like on my credit on my debit card for the yeah. scorecard, which is even the guy was like. Uh, Casher, uh, and he's like, or well, he's like, Casher, uh, debit, and he's like, well, it's gonna have to be debit, I guess, no cash. And, um, I had like, <laughs> I had a buck on me, like, in case, uh, but, uh, but, but no dice, so I had to pay, uh, debit card for that. So was that was Catfish Man there? Uh, well, that's okay, so that's the other thing, Jack, because it is cashless, there were no, I was wondering what this was gonna be like, but there were no, uh, like, scorecard vendors. Um, oh wow! Really? I had to go to a stand, like you know, like a souvenir stand, like a like a, not a permanent stand, but like it was still kind of set up. And like this was a, this was a pop up stand, but uh, in and of itself. But but you know when you go in, into like a Wrigley Field or a, most stadiums when they have a scorecard, game, it's just a guy standing in like a fucking like kiosk kind of sure. thing, selling like with a stack of scorecards and stack of pencils. Um, that that did not that was not there. Those guys were not there. Um. So, um, uh, I, yeah, I was, that's, was, that's, I assumed that they weren't going to be there because mm-hmm. of the precautions. So I was like, I hope that they're still selling them at the souvenir stands. Cause you could always buy them there anyway. So that's what ended up happening. Um, yeah. Ca- uh, cashless and catfishless. That's yeah. A, that's a, that's a shame. So, okay. So you got, you got it at the gift shop. Yeah. Uh, all right. All right. Well, while we're on the subject of that, I'll just, I guess I'll just jump into this too. When, once I finally did get to my seat, they, before the game, they played like a in memoriam, kind of like the friggin' Oscars or whatever. Of yeah. Like yeah. People that like people from the Cubs family who they've lost, uh, oh, since like in the last year or something. And, um, I was I was a little nervous that I was gonna see Catfish Man um, oh, in the video package. He was not there, but Jack, you know who was there? And I wrote his name down. His name is Bill Griffin. Uh-huh. He was the really old, uh, the really old uh, guy who sold scorecards. Okay. Do you, do you remember that guy, Jack? Yeah. If I saw his picture, I probably would would remember him. Yes. Yeah. It's his uh his name is Bill Griffin uh so R I P to Bill Griffin but he's um he's not okay so Catfish Man was like do you want a pencil yep he was yep, that yep. guy then there was the other guy who said like here's a good piece of lumber for you oh like, yeah yeah that guy okay but, but it's not that guy it's not okay. that guy it's okay. a really old guy I remember Jack I think what happened with this really old guy once is we went to a game and uh, I think I said this might have been like maybe one of the first games we went to and I bought my scorecard from this guy and I said to you I'm like yeah I like to buy it from the old guy. 
and then you got yours from the old guy and he tried to like sell you i think like the, the yearbook and the oh and the, that's right that's right yeah he probably remembered you jeremy he probably thought he had a mark in me you know <laughs> yeah you know he was just taking a shot you know um <laughs> uh, but uh but yeah so I think that's what happened. I think that was our interaction with the with the super old guy. But that might have that was before the podcast. I think. Yeah, maybe. yeah, yeah. Jeremy, I was afraid when you were talking about the in memoriam thing. I was afraid you were going to tell me it was like Sam Eagle that passed away. But, well, uh, okay, I go guess ahead. we can talk about that too. Okay. Then. Okay. Um, All right. I don't know. Um, Sam Eagle. I, well, this is a horrible. I won't. Maybe. Maybe I won't make that joke. But uh, well, I'll, I'll make the joke. But I'll. I'll big put big asterisks by it. It's like, you know, he he's he's as good as dead because I think that uh, <laughs> I think that the vendors I think that vendors walking around is is like gonna yep. maybe be dead too. Yes, um, I was I was thinking that. So there were no vendors at this game, obviously. Well, so it's confusing, Jack. Okay, because so it is cashless. Yep. Um, they they are really telling you to like download the ballpark app so you can like uh just do everything through your phone. Um. I looked at I looked at it. Um, or they they were sending emails and everything about like what to do. And it's like they say now you can order food from from a concession stand from your phone, and then go and pick it up, or you can actually order food from your phone and have it brought to your table or to to your um to your seat. Mm-hmm. Um, I was messing around with the app uh in the stadium, and I did see guys run walking around with the you know with trays of hot chocolate or beer or whatever. Um, but I thought they were just delivering food or like, I thought maybe you could like, yeah, I thought that they like had the food, but it was already ordered and paid for. But I actually think that you were, you could buy from the beer vendors, but these poor bastards were walking around with like these phones. Um, and you had to like scan your, they, I don't know if they were swiping your card or scanning something or what, but they couldn't take cash. So they were like, they had to like take payment through this cell phone that they were holding. And it was just, it, the guys seemed like messed up. Like one guy was like, you know, my credit card's not working. And the guys, like <laughs> these guys in front of us were like, Oh man, you know, we want a beer. Like whatever. Like, you know, like, can you scan my ass or something? Like, you know, whatever. Oh, like God. just out of just idiots, like just being dumb. And like, you know, and so like, I don't know like what, uh, I don't know what was up with that, but I think that there actually were, but there was, there was so few, guys around and maybe again that's probably because there was only ten thousand people there mm-hmm. um also side side note i thought there was only supposed to be like eighty three hundred people there but yeah what all of a sudden there's ten thousand that sounds more like uh like a little over 25 percent capacity to me what is what is wrigley field about 38 40 000? yeah yeah maybe they like at the last minute they got clearance to, to add more of a percentage or something i, mm-hmm. I don't know but um but yeah so that was kind of shocking to me uh, or surprising at least um, but, uh, but yeah, so I don't know, like, you know, again, like we're not necessarily the best guys to give like full stadium, like, like tours of, because we, we kind of like just get to our seats and sit our asses down and right. maybe get up to, to pee or to, to get like, you know, a bottle of water or something. But, um, so I didn't walk around the whole stadium, but I did, I did, uh, I will say that I did get food, Jack. Mm-hmm. Um, and at first I tried to use the app. First of all, the app wouldn't load like the, the, the ordering thing wouldn't load, which is like, yeah, that's going to be a problem. If you have like, you know, uh, even 10,000 people trying to like access this, this app and order food, it's going to like get jammed up. So, yeah. so like at first it wouldn't load. Um, and then I finally, like I tried like several times and then finally I, I got through 
and I did the, the I, I was going to try like the, to get the food at my seat just to try, uh, try it out. Um, but you only had the option of a hot dog for food or, or like peanuts. Uh, oh, or Cracker Jack. It was very basic. It was like hot dog, peanuts, Cracker Jack. I think like their licorice rope. And then like for drinks, all you had were beer or uh, hot chocolate. Jesus, <laughs> it was very odd. It's what, like what what is what what is my tie guy gonna do? You know, <laughs> I know he he's gonna throw his phone <laughs> onto, onto <laughs> into like left field, uh, just onto the grass. Um, but um, yeah, no, that was that was weird. Um, I think it's you know, I obviously it's the first day, it's opening day, like things are kind of you know being broken in and worked out and stuff. So I I give him a little credit, I guess, but like it was um it was weird, like uh. I like, and and I actually tried to do like I was gonna do, I accidentally hit hot dog twice. <laughs> so yeah, so there were two hot dogs in my cart, and I'm like, eh, I'll leave it. Yeah, uh, I was I'll gonna get... say accidentally, in, right. uh, in quotation marks. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Um, I'm like, oh, ha- it was a happy accident. We'll call <laughs> it. Um, so I was gonna get that, and I was gonna get a beer for the fuck of it. Yeah. Um, and then like I tried to pay with Apple Pay, and it it wouldn't go through. So then, I, so then I aborted the whole mission. Um, oh man! But the side note of that is that they say like to like you can like load up your credit card into like your mobile wallet mm-hmm. uh, before you go. And I did that this morning. And then when I went to pay, it's like it didn't save any of my payment information. So another flaw there. Um, so then I went back in and I was like, let me see what's going on with the like, you know, order it from the concession stand. So I did that. It gives you all the stands and it and you can actually see their menus and and there's way more variety than just one hot dog um uh. so, so i picked one i picked um this one that was right by me um and i ordered a, a cheeseburger and fries and uh, a water um <laughs> you know real left turn from the hot dog to hot dogs <laughs> and a beer but uh i was uh you know i was i was feeling my my oats i guess i was out uh you know, out and out in the ballpark. So, um, so then I order it and I compl- I pay for it. And then it's like, then you're just fucking on, on a life raft on the middle of nowhere to fend for yourself. Like no further explanation. It was just like, all I know is that I'm $20 poorer than I was a second ago and I don't have any food in front of me. So do, do they send you a, uh, an e-receipt? To, your, to you, an email address? You get like a order confirmation page with a QR code. Okay. But that's it. They don't say like, you know, head on down in 10 minutes. Like they, at least, honestly, I had to, re- I'm glad I remembered what stand I ordered from because it doesn't even tell you that. So wow. it was really confusing. And so like I went, I, I got up, I like waited a couple batters and then I got up and I went down there to get my food. Then I get to the, sta- the stand and like it, there's no explanation what to do. So I ended up waiting in line um, to, to, to get the food anyway. It's like, what's the point of ordering it from your seat if you still have to wait in line once you get there? Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, it, so is there, is there any ordering? Um, can you just walk up to a vending stand and order something, or do you have to um, use the, the app? I don't know. I think you can. I think you can, but you can't pay with cash, so you have to like right. – scan your card or something i don't know or i guess you can i guess you can use a credit card but um so yeah so like i think you can still do that but like there were signs that said like mobile ordering and then there was lines that said like cashless um so i guess mobile ordering was just for picking up and i actually do remember reading something where it said like 
place your order, but uh, for your food's freshness uh, guaranteed, we won't start making, we won't start preparing it until you show up and scan your phone. But well, it, you, you'd think that they'd tell you that when they send you the QR code after you're done ordering. Right. Yeah. It's just, I happen to remember that um, beforehand. So like, yeah, so it was weird. So um, I ended up getting to the front of the line and like scanning my phone. And then she's like, she saw what I ordered and she's like, Oh, okay. And then she like grabbed it and it was kind of ready right away. So yeah. I, it was okay. But like, it still kind of defeats it. If you have to wait in line, it defeats the whole purpose for me personally. Well, Jeremy, how was the, the uh, burger? I got, well, check. I gotta say the burger was actually really good. The was burger really? was probably the highlight of my day. I would okay. say. Okay. Wow. Um, yeah, it was pretty good. And the fries were actually pretty good, and they were warm. So that that actually, the food, it, the eating itself, uh, eating of itself turned out fine. Um, uh, I had to pull my mask down when I ate, which I wasn't super uh, proud of. But um, I'll get into that. In, well, in a second. you know what, Jeremy? Actually, I I wanted I want to say this because I would have forgot to mention it. So when I was uh, you know, I was eating lunch today at work, uh, and I turned on a little bit of the Blue Jays-Yankees game because that okay. was the game that was currently being broadcast on ESPN. And Eduardo Perez was like, uh, you know, they were showing fans in the stands, none of whom had any had masks on. Sure. Uh, and he was like, huh, "Yeah, well, uh, you know, you can you can pull your uh, you can pull your mask down while you eat. So uh, yeah, everybody's gonna be." Gaining some weight at the ballpark, uh, you know, and yes. like, and like, they were just like, these guys are just like talking. Eduardo Perez was just like talking shit about wearing masks. Like he was like, ha, yeah, those people, they're, you know, they're, they're doing it right. They're being sneaky. Like they got their masks down. Oh. Thank God. I oh, was boy. like, that's kind of a weird, a weird take. And then like, he talked about Aaron Boone mm -hmm. and he was like, yeah, Aaron Boone, you know, he's somebody who wears a mask and, uh, you know, he's, he is vaccinated, but he said, yeah, when, you know, you get to Arizona and it's 150 degrees, you know, I'm just probably just going to be tired of it. It's like maybe we should advocate for people wearing masks a little bit more still until everybody gets uh, vaccinated. It was yeah. an odd mess. It was an odd message, Jeremy. But yeah, uh, anyway, I, I digress. Not great. Um, yeah. And uh, well, I, I have plenty to say about that. But I, I, I want to while I'm on while I'm on the subject of waiting in line for the food, I need to. Uh, Jack, I uh, had another celebrity uh, encounter. Oh God! You, yeah, you, you mentioned that you had seen a celebrity. I can't imagine who it who it would be this time, Jeremy. Well, um, so so let's rewind a little bit to me going down uh, onto the concourse to get my food. So I'm in line. I, or I'm I'm actually like just wandering around like a like a like a nut ball. Like just like I'm like I'm like I went. I stood in probably like three different lines. I went up. I actually went up to like a, a place where there wasn't a line, and I scanned my phone just to see if someone would like run over with a hot with a burger. Yeah, um, that didn't work. Um, so I eventually just stood in line, and I'm like, I guess I have to wait in this line to ask a question. So I'm standing there, and of course I'm in the the fucking line that isn't moving, right? And uh, there's two people ahead of me. And uh, I'm just like not moving. And um, at some point, uh, Jack, this is not the celebrity sighting, but at some point I look over and I, I, I hear someone behind me go like, oh, and there's Tom Ricketts. And um, I turn around and Tom Ricketts is there. Oh, God. Um, like shaking, like talking to people and like shaking hands with people, whatever. Uh, and um, or not, maybe not literally shaking hands, but meeting people. Uh, someone goes like, "Hey, can I get a picture?" And like he poses for a picture, and he takes his mask off for the picture. Oh Jesus! It was interesting. I'm like, I'm like, I guess the etiquette is to take your mask off, but like, I actually, if I got a picture with Tom Ricketts, um, other than like you know giving him like bunny ears or something like in the picture, <laughs> I would maybe I would say like, "Hey, let's 
do one with the masks on because that marks a, a moment, you know, like, yeah. Aside from just being responsible too. Um, but, uh, so that was interesting. And again, talk about mixed messages. Tom Ricketts himself was pulling his mask down to take pictures with fans. Uh, so that's weird. Um, and, um, I was thinking in my, I'm in my head, I'm like, what would I say to Tom Ricketts if I met him? Um, and I was, the only thing I could think of was something politically related. And uh, yeah, I just, well, or you, or you could tell him what you got against the marquee network. I mean, Jack, that's all that was going through my head. Like just, just <laughs> him, like kind of like, 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 like kind of squirming after that, that reception. That's all that was going through my head. Cause like, that's all I could see when I, when I saw him like right in front of me, basically. Um, so he was talking to some people, whatever, like, and, uh, I just turned around, whatever. Um, I, I, it's like part of me wanted to get his autograph on like a world series ball just to have it just mm-hmm. as a piece of memorabilia. But like, I don't know. I didn't really have anything else like to personally say to him, like other that wouldn't be politically charged. Um, so I, I turn around, I'm continue to wait in line. Someone comes up to me and he goes like, Hey, um, you got any idea what, uh, what, what's taking this line so long? And I'm like, I no clue, man. I'm like, I don't think they know what they're doing up there. And, uh, I, I, I look at the guy and he's like, this is crazy, man. Like we're just trying to get some beers. And, uh, I look at him and he's, he has a mask on, but it's Chris Chelios. Are you serious? The hockey player, Chris yeah. Chelios? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus so, so he's like, he's, he came to me and he's like, what's taking this line so long? <laughs> <laughs> and then when I really, so this is funny, Jack. So like, and this is, you know, my head's kind of spinning a little bit because this whole, this week, I, you know, earlier this week I met Chris, I'm in, I'm in like a, you know, a 10 foot by 10 foot, you know, store with Chris Bryant and like, you know, and thinking about things and like, I don't fucking know, like my head's all spinning and like, I'm at this Cubs game, like my senses after being kind of cooped up in the house for a year, my senses are overloaded. So like Chris Chelios is there. So, so Jack, I said to him, once I realized who it was, instead of saying like, Oh, Hey, you're Chris Chelios. Um, what I said was, Oh man, I mean, for you, uh, they should let you in to the front of the line. That's what (laughs) you said to him. That's what I said to him. Oh Um, man. What did he say? And so then he goes, he kind of gives this look like, Oh, come on, man. Like he threw his hands in the air and he's like, nah, man. Like, you know, (laughs) (laughs) so like, I mean, talk about a fucking little ass kiss. Like, but it was Uh like, it was, I totally was like up Uh his ass. Like, but I also was trying to signify that I knew who he was. It was, it was very weird, man. It was very, it was very like awkward, but, but it was cool anyway. And it's also like, I didn't, I didn't say like, Hey, you can go in front of me, Chris Chilios. You know, I was just like, Hey, they should let you to the front of the line. And he's like, nah, whatever. And, um, (laughs) (laughs) and so then like, he's like, and he's like, well, it's not even that man. He's like, he's like, but, uh, you know, I'm in the, the restaurant industry and, uh, you know, you can't run business like this. And so like, I guess he, he must be like part owner in some like steakhouse, I think in Chicago, maybe Mastro's maybe, I don't even know. But like, I think he's, yeah, he's like co-owner or something. I know there were these stories about him at like that Stanley's tap, like on, on, uh, is it Lincoln? Um, I think he, I actually think he like got in trouble for burning a, a Jay Cutler jersey, but I think he like hangs out there with with Vince Vaughn and shit. Or actually, that bar is closed now, so they probably found a new place to hang out. But like, 
you know, Chelios gets around and he's at a lot of Cubs games. And so that's how I kind of knew it was him. Okay. Um, but he said like, he's like, yeah, you know, I, I'm in the restaurant business. You can't, you can't do business like this. This is ridiculous. And uh, I'm like, yeah, man. I'm like, I ordered on my phone and uh, I'm still waiting in this line. He's like, really, really? And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Like they just, I don't think they know what they're doing with this mobile ordering. And he's like, yeah, man, that's messed up. He's like, we're just trying to get some beers. And then I said, uh, I said like, well, uh, I guess uh, down here we're all on equal levels, huh? <laughs> what did he say to that he was like yeah yeah man and he just like shook his head and just like went to a different line oh um, my god but but so, <laughs> so you had an like, extended conversation with chris chelios yes yeah absolutely yes um and uh i gotta say like i think i played it relatively cool like i didn't like geek out or anything so like sure maybe he appreciated that i don't know um, <laughs> i do like that you tried to keep like you didn't try to kiss his ass, Jeremy. I mean, I I like that you, you know, I like that you acknowledged it without acknowledging like who he was directly. But I yeah. like I I also like that he still wasn't having any of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was trying to be like humble about it, which is kind sure. of funny because like at the end of the day, I didn't let him. I didn't offer him to cut in front of me. I just said like they should let you go to the front of the line. <laughs> but I guess you're behind me, so you know, you know, take a take a number, Chelly. But um. But yeah, so uh, so then he ended up going to this other line, and I was like, I was like one step closer um, to the to the to being up to get my food, and then some guys like noticed him, and they were like, "Oh, uh, hey!" Uh, then they started talking to him from like the other. They were in my line, and they were talking to him from like two lines over, and they're like, they were like, "Hey, uh, so you ever get back on the ice, or you ever go back to the games?" And he's like, "Yeah, you know," uh, he, or he's like, "Nah, haven't been on the ice in a long time," and he's like. Yeah, I go back sometimes for alumni night, and they're like, uh, they were like, who is that guy uh, on the Hawks who did? And he's like Doug Wilson, and it's like, like they they were totally like annoying him, I think, and like asking yeah. him these dumb questions. Uh, so that even made me feel even better for for kind of being cool about it. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. Um, well, that's yeah, that's that's awesome, Jeremy. I, I got to start rolling with you a little bit more now, man. It seems like you're having a brush with greatness every single night. Well, I gotta say, Jack, I'm. How am I meeting all these celebrities with masks on? Like, I mean, like, I gotta, I, you know, I'm gonna pat myself on the back for for recognizing these guys with by only seeing like the top half of their heads. Like, that's pretty cool. I gotta say, and and so like, yeah, I'm meeting more masked celebrities than I ever met in my previous 39 years on Earth. So, so there you go. I, I don't know. <laughs> um. So so you said you got the burger. You met Chris Chelios. The burger was good. Yeah. Um, were, you, were there a lot of people who were there, like, kind of like yourself, like solo, or was it mostly people in groups? Uh, no, it was mostly groups. Um, and so, yeah, might, might as well get to this now. Um, so so I was in a pot of one, um, and uh, I when the tickets did go on sale and I got to the website, it was kind of tricky to find one single seat, and I, I was kind of worried that, like, I wasn't going to be able to find a single ticket. I ended up finding one in Terrace Reserved, which is closer than we usually sit and a little more expensive than we usually um, pay for tickets. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I decided to go for it uh, because of the, the occasion. Um, so I get there and um, you may people may have started hearing about this now, like it's kind of being reported. But like the Cubs like zip tied the chairs that weren't supposed to be used. Um, so that was nice. Like, okay. so you literally couldn't put the seat bottom down to sit down so i got to my seat and like um i look so i was seat uh 13 and there's maybe like 25 maybe 30 seats in a in a row so i was like directly in the middle of the row um 
I will say that I was kind of behind a pole, which was not cool. Uh-huh. Um, uh, but it's Wrigley Field, so so that's Wrigley Field for you. Like you figure, twenty percent capacity, twenty five percent capacity, thirty eight seat, thirty eight thousand seats. Couldn't you find a seat? Could you not? Could you have avoided the seats with a pole in front of them? Uh, but you know, I was still kind of by a pole, so that was not cool. Um, I so I was seat thirteen. Seats one through twelve were all zip lined. So, so there was no one at all to my left for the whole row. Um, however, to my right, to my right though, there were two empty seats and then there were two people, um, which was a little closer than I would have liked, but you know, it was probably fine. Um, I guess maybe, uh, well, I guess I can say this. I'm half vaccinated right now. Sure. So, and, um, I've been doing some research about the efficacy of, one shot and uh i'm two weeks removed from that and i i I think they say the efficacy of one shot is after one shot after two weeks is 92 percent. so i don't know i rolled the dice but uh whatever um so uh so i felt okay about these guys um next to me uh but in front of me two rows in front of me uh i think it was two rows maybe three i don't remember there there was a big group of fucking just fucking meathead, dumb fucking guys. Just, and, and I don't want to make it like a, a sex thing, but it's like, these were like, this is the kind of guy who I aspire to be the exact opposite of. Okay. Just a big, dumb, unaware, taking up space, stupid man. <laughs> and, oh, Jesus. Uh, just, and so like, these guys were just idiots and they, like, they were talking and like, I think they all worked in like a car repair shop or something, which I've met plenty of, I've met mechanics who were, pretty intelligent guys. Um, these guys were like completely grease monkeys. Um, they were just idiots. Uh, and they were drinking the whole time. And they say that you can have your mask down when you're actively eating or drinking. So if you're sitting there with a beer in your hand the whole time and you have a beer and it's full the whole time, cause you keep getting more of them. You ostensibly don't ever have to put your mask on. Kind of, I guess Eduardo Perez is, you know, onto something. Um, so these guys just didn't have masks on at all, like the whole time. Uh, are you serious? No masks the whole freaking time? Yeah, I mean, like, I think I looked over at this one guy. The first guy who I noticed just didn't have his mask on. Like, I think I saw him put it on once. Um, but there, yeah, I mean, so as far as the people go, Jack, it, it wasn't pretty. And um, it was um, it was kind of what I was fearing, but I was also prepared for it because you, you, you you'd have to be a fool to go into that situation and not be prepared to see maskless people. But there was, I, I didn't see any security guards until the eighth inning. Um, these guys were just drinking and like being fucking like hooligans, um, with beers the whole time and they never having their masks on. And it was just, it was not, uh, it was not what I wanted to, uh, to encounter and things that I've been trying to avoid for the last year, basically. Sure. Um, and I will say that if this was an opening day, I probably like, I wouldn't be at a game until I was like maybe fully vaxxed, I guess. Okay. Um, and then even still, it's like, but then it's one of those things where it's like, Hey, how do they not know? I'm not, how do they know that I'm vaxxed? And they're still like, you know, not having masks on whatever. So it's, I don't know, man. It's just, it's not, it's, it's something that I was trying to avoid. Um, but uh, it is what it is. These guys were just big fucking loudmouth hooligans. And what's more to that, Jack, is that I don't even know what like configuration they were in or what. But at some point, I hear this big snap. This like boom, like snap. This like like plasticky snap. 
and uh, I hear a couple guys go, hey, and I thought a chair broke. Yeah. But what happened was these guys put their asses on the zip line chairs and busted the zip line so they could sit with their buddies. Oh Jesus, really? Yes, yes. So Oh my god, man. That's that they probably thought it was funny when they did it. Oh yeah, but... absolutely. They were cheering. They're like, "Hey, all right." Like someone <laughs> someone goes someone goes, "Opa." <laughs> like it's like, "What the fuck, man? Like this is fucking bedlam. It's fucking bedlam." And it's like, <laughs> but again, it's like you shouldn't have expected anything differently because it's fucking at the end of the day, it's fucking sports. I know I like to think baseball is a little more enlightened than like, you know, football or something. But at the end of the day, they're just fucking animals and like they're just there and like they're drinking and they're just being loud and taking up fucking space. And like it's fucking it's 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 disheartening because so like I've heard stand up comedians talk about this, like because there are like some stand up shows that are happening. But it's like at the end of the day, you're at a you're you're entertaining people who maybe are not taking COVID seriously, you know? And yep. it's like, that's not really the feel good story of like a night out on the town is to hear some jokes, you know? So like, it's like my idea of going to a Cubs game is not being around a bunch of loudmouths who are, it, here's, here's one. This is what I was telling my wife is like, it's like, you can be around um, pe- assholes and kind of just try to ignore them or just try to deal with them. But when they're actively like, you know, spraying their droplets in the air, you know, and maybe risking people's health, health, it's they become like, you know, an aggressor, a passive, you know, uh, aggressor, I guess, you know. Sure. So I don't know. I'm I, I'm not trying to be too like, you know, fucking goody two shoes about it or too like whiny, but it, it is what it is. And uh, I mean, I knew what I was getting myself into. Um, and uh, I, I feel uh I'm glad that I'm half vaxxed at least uh, at this point. So I don't know, man. It's just, it, it's a, it's a wild wacky ride. And uh, I rolled the dice because uh, I'm a stupid baseball fan and I, I had to be at opening day, but uh, it was not, it was a little, it was a little dicey, I guess, you know? Well, Jeremy, I, the thing is, I don't blame you, um, you know, for feeling the way you do, even when I, you know, so I, I go to the gym and stuff like that. And, you know, I'll see people with their masks down all the time. And yeah. like, you know, like yourself, like, hey, I'm not trying to be a goody two shoes here. Uh, I don't think, you know, I've been to the doctors recently. I've had checkups. I don't think I'm someone who's necessarily at a high risk. Um, you know, sure. even if I were to contract COVID, not that I want to get it. Um, but it's like, hey, man, everybody's got to follow these rules. Yeah. Um, so, you know, what makes you so special? Like, just put your fucking mask on. I don't want to be wearing a mask while I'm working out or yeah. while I'm at work um, or while I'm at a baseball game, you know, um, but I have to wear one. So so you should, too. Yeah. Um, you know, so that that's just that's just my whole philosophy and outlook. And I, I think it's just it's just disrespectful uh, to everybody, to everybody yes. around you, because, that's... hey, like you are spraying your droplets places, maybe even if you don't have it, um, you know. Even if you don't have it, it's still a bad thing. I remember one time I was finishing up at the gym um, on an exercise machine, and then I was going to wipe it down for a guy, and he was like, you know, him and his him and his bros wanted to use it, and I was going to wipe it down for him, and he goes, eh, man, you, you don't need to wipe it down. We're all construction workers. We've already had it. I was like, Ugh. what the, what? I don't, like, I don't even want to try to wrap my head around that reasoning, but there Ugh. are, you know, there are people who think like that, and it sounds like you were around some of them today. Yeah, yeah, these guys were just—I think they were mechanics instead of uh, construction workers. Which, again, <laughs> again, like, and not to not to paint that picture because uh, 
yeah, I, you know, I don't, I don't know if any of these guys know how to work at Tesla. Maybe <laughs> let's, let's, let's put it that way. But, um, but yeah, but uh, I mean, yeah, it's just like, and also like, it shouldn't be that way. I shouldn't be the one who's like, mm, excuse me, like we should be wearing masks. It's like, it should be the other fucking way around. It's like, these guys should be like, oh, I'm ashamed of myself for not wearing a mask, but I'm doing it anyway. It's like, it's just, it's fucked up. The whole thing is fucked up. You know, we don't need to get into it, but like, um, even the fact that, yes, yes. Like, it's like, you would think that you would have some consideration for the people around you, but, uh, you know, we know that that's not the case, whatever. Um, so yeah, it was just, it was just a wild wacky ride. And like, um, if it was an opening day, I probably would have been like, I don't think I need need to be at this game, you know, like mm-hmm. as much as I want to. But I also want to be able to go and fucking enjoy it. Um, you know, it's weird enough going to a game by yourself. You got no one to like make snide comments to, um, yeah. you know. So, so here's a question, Jeremy. Yeah. And it sounds like we're in a good spot. A fear that I had with the pods, with the yes. social distancing that's going on at games, <laughs> yeah. is that we will not necessarily be close enough to people to, like, make fun of their goings-on. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't sound mm-hmm. like that's going to be the case. Correct. No, 100% <laughs> correct. No, there was plenty to talk about today, Jack. There was um, there was the, uh, by these guys. Oh, actually, this one one of the guys, like, the, the head fucking honcho of these, these, these fucking like cavemen was like, he goes, he stands up at one point and he goes like, Oh, it's just early spring in Chicago. This is how we do all you ladies and and then it like went in a gibberish. I don't even know what the fuck he was saying. And like, but he, he stood up, he turned around and he's like, it's just early spring in Chicago. This is how we do. And like, (laughs) and like, and Jack, I turn and, and like, you know, there's not too many people behind him. So he turned and he yelled at, and I think he saw me and I actively turned my head away from him. Like very <laughs> casually, not, in, not even in a way where like, Oh, I don't want him to see me. I just turned it as if I had like no care in the world because that, that had to have been like the worst thing that he could have seen when like, as he was doing this thing. And honestly it went into gibberish. I don't even, I think he fucked up his, his, what he was trying to say because a, he's he's a fucking idiot probably, and he doesn't know how to speak. But B, also because it was like cold and like it's probably hard to enunciate. And I don't think he was like vocally ready to make this big like yell, like to to, to have this big like thing that he yelled to the crowd. But but that was one of that was one of the things that got like there was definitely uh, material to be to be had. Um, he also yelled at some point like "Let's go Cubs" when the Cubs were pitching. Um, so like, it's like, okay, like the team you know. can't do anything right now, but get the other team out. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So like, so there was that, um, there were two women behind us and, uh, I heard a I overheard a woman say like, um, when is he going to man the fuck up and stand up for his soon to be wife? <laughs> and I'm like, what, what, what the hell are they talking about? Um, so there was that, uh, oh, there was also, um, Jack Peterson was ba- the same woman. Jack Peterson was batting. He had two strikes and she's like, wait for your pitch. Cause he fouled off a pitch and she's like, wait for your pitch. And uh, it's like, he has two strikes. He has to defend the fucking plate. He can't wait for his pitch. He's going to, he's going to have strike three looking. Uh, so like, it's like, again, like, you know, uh, there's plenty to, to, to talk about. Yes. So when we do go to our game, Jack, we'll have plenty to talk about. Yes. All right. I'm um, that's no, that's, that's a good thing, Jeremy. I'm, I'm glad. Um, yeah. It's a relief. It's a relief to hear. 
Uh, well, I, I, that Jesus Christ, Jeremy. You know, we we were thinking this was going to be a borderline minisode, but you know, we're we went over an hour here. You had a lot to talk about with this one. There, yeah, there was a lot uh, to talk about on, on this historic opening day. Like they said, I I think I got through all my my points though in in a in a roundabout way. So. No, yeah, I I like it. This was very entertaining. I was very excited to hear um you know what you were going to say, and uh, uh yeah, man, I, this is kind of something you're not going to hear many other places like the experience at opening day at Wrigley Field. So I was glad you yeah. were able to check it out and share it with us. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's like, I don't, you know, I don't know what to say about it. I mean, like baseball's back. It's great. I missed it. I'm glad that I was at an opening day. Like I was, I've still been at every opening day that I could have been at since like 2003, I think. Uh, so, so that's cool. Um, there are idiots in the stands, just like there are out in the world. Um, and you're gonna have to deal with that uh, if you want to go. So I would say maybe get get your vaccination before that because uh, it's not gonna turn the like. I will say at some point uh, at the end of the in the eighth inning, these guys were really feeling it, and um, they started chanting like, "This is shades of when we went to that um, uh, was it the Royals uh, Sox game." Um, the guy stood up and he was like, "Pittsburgh sucks. Pittsburgh sucks," and like. Um, only then did like a guy, uh, from the Cubs come up to them. And at that point they did kind of like put their masks on, but I think they were doing it almost in a way where like, Oh, the teacher just, you know, teachers come and put your mask on. Um, and they quieted down and then the guy, but the guy wasn't like really dressing them down. He was kind of like laughing with them a little bit, but I think he was like, I think he probably went up to him and said like, Hey, uh, let's, you know, let's clean it up a little bit guys. Um, and, uh, but then he left and then the guys actually did leave. Like, so they, they, they finally left in like the eighth inning and I could like kind of relax a little bit. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so that was, but other than that, no fucking, no security guards like whatsoever to be seen, like to, to tell them to do anything. Um, it is what it is. It's fine, whatever. Um, but, uh, but yeah, they did eventually leave and I, I kind of enjoyed the last two innings, uh, with, with no people there. Um, so there was that, the one last thing, Jack, that I want to talk about, uh, before we, before we, uh, sign off or whatever, move on or whatever. Um, one thing that's great about opening day, Jack, is, um, seeing the lineups, uh, seeing the players. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The, they, they announce, they announce everybody comes out onto the, the foul lines, right? Exactly. Yeah. And so they announce, um, they announce the visiting team. They announce, then they announce the Cubs. They start with the, the training staff and the coaches, and then they then they move on to like the um, the non-starters, right? So um, <clears throat> so this was uh, the first f- four guys who they announced for the Cubs. Uh, number four for your Chicago Cubs, Eric Sogard. Number five, Matt Duffy. Number eleven, Tony Walters. Number sixteen, Jake Marisnik. And at that point, Jack, I wanted to turn around and go home. It's yeah, like, I was going to yeah. say, Jeremy, now I see why you didn't want to say anything to Tom Ricketts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know. I should have just like recounted, uh, you know, I'm like, were you there? Did you see that lineup? Um, it's just like, <laughs> good God, man. That's what that's what. And then so then the fifth guy they announced was number 18, Ryan Tapera. And I was like, oh, all right. A guy like, you know, that was on the team, uh, even though he's a fucking joke, too. It's like, man, like. And I'm sitting here thinking, like, did I I pick this fucking team to win the NL Central? Like, <laughs> can I go back and again fix that and pick the Cardinals at this point? But like, Eric Sogard, Matt Duffy, Tony Walters, Jake Marisnik, your 2021 Chicago Cubs. Like, god damn it, man! Like, 
What's going on here, man? Yikes. Jesus Christ. Well, you know, they they did lose today, Jeremy, but the great thing about baseball is that there's always another game. So yes. are they are they playing again tomorrow or are they having I, a day off until Saturday? I believe yeah, that's the scenario, Jack. I think they're off tomorrow um, for that rain delay, like for like, yeah. for, you know. That's the hardest thing about opening delayed. day, Jeremy, is that they play one game and then it's like just a tease. Then you got to wait a whole 48 hours before they play another game. Yeah. But, uh, you know, pretty soon it'll be it'll be every day. So, uh, you know, Jeremy, I'm sorry your Cubs couldn't give you a win today, but yep. you did get to go nonetheless, which is pretty cool. Yeah, not complaining about that. Very lucky to have gotten in. Um, happy that uh, I could go. And, um, yeah, you know, I just uh, look forward to um, – I look forward to uh, – getting to a point where I could, where we can go together. Um, Absolutely. And, uh, yeah. Hey, I'm getting my first, uh, I'm getting my first va- uh, vaccination on Monday. So, yeah. um, you know, awesome. about three weeks from now, uh, from then I will be vaccinated and, you know, we'll be ready to do it. Yeah, man. I'm excited. Uh, yeah. Uh, it'll be good. Um, it'll be good. So, um, so for, for listeners of the show, um, we will get back to our original format uh, at some point this season, uh, sooner than later. So uh, you can look forward to that. And this was a mini preview of it. Uh, but instead, instead of one, uh, you know, a cantankerous asshole, there'll be two of us uh, giving I love a it. recap. It, yeah. Jeremy, before we sign off one more time, give me that thing that that woman said about her, the soon to be husband. She's like, when the hell is he going to man up and stand up for his soon to be wife? <laughs> it's like what the fuck like like what is like is this like an episode of jerry springer or something like i don't know what the hell's going on but uh yeah i, I love know. it i love it awesome well this was a good one uh jeremy i'll let you say your name this time to sign it <laughs> off but i'm jack Swakowski. and i'm jeremy dionisio we'll see you next time bye bye